Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, hello and welcome. Another hour of technology on your radio or your phone, wherever you're listening, right across Australia. YourTechLife.com, the place to go to get in touch with me. My name's Trevor Long, and I'm here each and every week to help you understand the world of technology, to guide you through the world of technology, and hopefully to um, inspire you to maybe grab something new in your technology life, whether it's a new smartphone or a tablet or upgrade your computer. And when you do, you know who to call. I'm here to help. 1-800-157-157. Jump on the phone, try and help you out. A stack of calls to get through this hour. Um, and if you want to be one of them, just call 1-800-157-157. If you get the message, leave a message and uh, we'll get you on the show. Or you can email me, yourtechlife.com. Now, lots to talk about. Interestingly, um, the the idea of making phone calls via the internet might scare you a little bit. But it could also save you an absolute bucket load of money. And here's the exciting thing. It could save your friends and family too. So a little later on in the in the hour, I'm going to talk to Renee from My Netphone, which is a basically a dinosaur in the internet world in Australia, been around for a decade, and uh, we're going to find out what they do and what you can do about receiving calls uh, and making calls via the internet. Don't be frightened of it; it could save you big bucks. I'm going to talk about how to stay safe online. I'm going to give you an update on where. Apple's app with its new operating system and a whole lot more um, this hour on Your Tech Life, uh, the show where I help you with your technology problems. As I say, get in touch, yourtechlife.com. Now, staying safe on the internet is a really important thing and it's, it's, it seems like a scary thing and I don't want to actually say that it's not because it is. Identity theft Identity fraud is one of the biggest problems we could potentially have in in this country, let alone the world. Because if someone gets your identity, they can apply for credit cards, they can apply for anything, and and they can really impact on your life. Now, there was a story in the uh, uh, New South Wales Newcastle Herald um, this week of a young lady whose photo was used on an online dating site. So they found her photo probably on Facebook, and someone created a pretend profile. Jane Doe, let's call it, and they put her photo there so that it was a real person. And this, you know, then dating profile tried to, well, date people. And uh, goodness only knows what else went on. But in the end, this girl felt completely overwhelmed by the fact that someone was using her photo, pretending to be her, not with her name, but certainly her photo. Potentially they could have used the same name, if, especially if it came from Facebook. And that's a worrying form of identity theft. But frankly, someone could take your photo in the street and become you on the internet very quickly, but they can't do much other than look like you. Here's where it gets worrying for me. Birth date, address, car rego. These are the kind of things you want to protect. Don't put your birth date on Facebook. Put your birth day. Fine, no problems at all. Well, you know, if you want to be completely secure, don't put that there. But keeping the year out means that there's one one cog in the key of your identity is missing. Your address. So just think about it. If someone has your name, your address, your phone number, your birth date, they can ring your bank and they can be you. (laughs) 
they, they, they can they can talk about your account, and you know you learn about someone, you find out enough about someone, you could probably pretend to be them, the RTA or your local um, traffic agency, and get a, get a driver's license. So this is why protecting yourself online includes things like your birth date, your birth date, your address, your car rego, things that uniquely identify you. They're the things you want to protect. And I say that with great warning. I do want you to be aware of that. So take it easy online and go in now and check your Facebook profile. If you're on Facebook, and I think everyone should be on Facebook, I have no problem with Facebook at all. But I want everyone to know that there's ways of protecting yourself. You can make, here's the thing, you can make it so that only friends of your friends can find you on Facebook. So if you search for Trevor Long on Facebook, you won't find me. Because I, well, and you certainly won't be able to add me as a friend. I'll tell you how to find me on Facebook. You go to facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long. And you can actually subscribe to my updates. But I can only, I, I choose what I send public and what I send private to my friends. The only people that can request my friendship on Facebook are people who are already friends of friends of mine. It's a kind of six degree of separation thing, and this is only two degrees. But it's my way of just keeping that network small, family, friends, and, and colleagues. Think about your Facebook settings, jump into the privacy, and learn what you can do to protect yourself and protect your information on the internet, because it's important. It's your identity. It's the most important thing you've got, and it's the most valuable thing. It's very hard to get back. Thank you for listening. Yourtechlife.com, the place to go to get in touch, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Let's go back to the phones. G'day, Ashley. Hey, Gunther. Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Mate, um, what I'm after, I'm, I've uh, used a bit of Foxtel Go at the moment. With, Love it. Um, Love on, it. On the iPad. Yeah, choose up your data, though, mate. Choose up the data. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my problem at the moment because my girls are dancers, so spend a lot of time waiting in the car while they're <laughs> doing their lessons. So I have my fox still go there, so I can still watch the footy and things. And, uh, but what cool. I'm finding, and, and it's not just the data, it's you know, like because I use the hotspot on the, on on mm. my iPhone, which yeah. is been alright. I've got a couple of gigs on that, and I haven't, you know, keep an eye on it, so I'm not going to go over. And it's mm. been going okay, mm. but it chews the battery and all that kind of stuff as well. So what I wanted to get. Was a little pocket Wi-Fi. Uh, just set, set it up in the car, mate. Well, you, here's data forget, only. For, forget Foxtel Go, right? Here, here's what you do: you put a pocket Wi-Fi. And for people that don't know, pocket Wi-Fi is a little device, you know, the size of a mobile phone, but it it, it connects to the internet uh, on its own. But you can't make calls or do anything on it. You can just yeah. connect your other devices to it to get on the internet. So what you'll do is you'll search for a Wi-Fi network in your car. You'll see it, yeah. and then you'll be on the internet. Now, I just yeah. think. At a glance, mate, that is the coolest idea ever because you think about one of those cars that have got a little centre console, you put the thing in there, maybe yeah. even you, you keep it constantly plugged into the um, cigarette lighter charger and it's always yeah. on, right? That's it. It's, my car's a hotspot. Your car hotspot. is a portable hotspot. Like the yeah. kids, and how good are the kids? They're going to be in the back with Wi-Fi. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, well, they can yeah, oh, jump on. I love on it. And, and so I look, because I looked at, okay, you yeah, know, like, should I add a da- more data to my phone? But doing it through your phone, mobile phone package, yeah. it's quite expensive. So like adding data for a little to bit it, of extra yeah. data. Yeah, who are you with? So then uh, I'm with Voda. Uh, so Vodafone. So. Yeah, right. Well, look, I tell you what I'd do. Um, 
there's a million different products out there. You can do your own research, but I think you've absolutely nailed what you need to do. Um, I think the the idea would be to get, um, as you say, a pocket Wi-Fi. They all call them something different, but here's the one I found that I'd recommend. It's the Virgin Mobile. Virgin Mobile have one that on a postpaid, so, you know, postpaid plan, 12 months, $29 a month, 6 gig of data. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So they've got another one which is $39 a month, and it's 12 gig of data. And then below that, there's a $19 2 gig of data. I reckon you want to be above 2 gig because, mate, you know, when you're out and about, it's 300 meg an hour or more when you're watching Foxtel. They've also also got a 4G one, so you get better speeds, which is uh, 13 gig a month for $59. I mean, it's tempting. It's tempting, mate. Yeah, so, that, is, that is really good. You know, I think I think you know. I don't think you probably probably don't need four G because really. Uh, you, no, well, the three G's been fine, and that's even using yeah. Vodafone's three G. So. Yeah, and and look, <laughs> and to I'm be honest, in the mountains, see, like, I live in the, in in Glenbrook in the Blue Mountains. Yeah, and um, Vodafone's they've improved their coverage up here. Yep, um, but it's still not fantastic. Yeah, right. Um, but see, my other what I was thinking of doing, and I don't know if I can do it because of the awesome Kogan deal hmm. if I'd go that way. Yeah. And well, just, yeah, it's, I don't it's know. Six, you know what? I, you, the problem with the Kogan deal is there is then now that acceptable use clause where they say kind of 400 meg a day, and that's uh, that's okay. a little over an hour for you on the, on the Foxtel go. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. I, I just I would worry about that limitation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah no, that is a big limitation really because, yeah, it's pretty easy to crack up an hour's worth of yeah, exactly. So, mate, honestly, there's a stack of different plans out there. Feel free to check them all out. But I just the first one that came to mind for me Virgin. was Virgin, because okay. it's, and who it's do they, and Optus. Who do they, what network? Telstra. They're or? on the Optus network. Optus network. Okay. Yeah, so pretty good. Not, not you know nothing to nothing to be worried about there. I would suggest. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. All, all right, right, mate. Great. Good, good luck with that. Oh, I love the idea. And you know what you've got to do for me? Um, yep. You have to go uh, when when you're setting it up. You have to rename the hotspot. To be yeah, like, well, yeah, know, I always rename the hotspot. Yeah, Ash's no, car. I name it, no, but to, uh, to, for something cool, you know, Ash's car, yeah. you know, so that people yeah. are driving past, right, and people's phones yeah. will pop up saying there's a Wi-Fi network and it's, you know, the car beside you or something. You should call it that. Yeah, that's it. My, my car's a mobile hotspot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The car beside you or, you know, you wish yeah. you had a Wi-Fi in your car, something like that. Yeah, that's All right. it. <laughs> Good on you, Ash. Thanks for getting in touch, right, mate. Thanks, Trevor. Cheers. Thanks. And you can get in touch as well. Uh, just go to the website, yourtechlife.com, or call 1-800-157-157. Yourtechlife.com, yourtechlife.com, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Let's get back to calls. G'day, Gavin. Uh, g'day, Trevor. How are you going? Good, buddy. What can I do for you, mate? Look, I'm interested in... Um I've had an iPhone and iPad for a number of years now, yep. probably a couple of years, and uh, they've both just about had the biscuit, and uh, I was wondering when I should go out and buy one now, or wait until September. Did you say new Did you say iPhone, out. iPhone and iPad, did you say? Both. So, both on, yeah. Hmm, tough question, because I, it's, it's going to depend on how, how much you love having the latest and greatest. Clearly, if you love the latest and greatest, then you should wait, because you're talking... I would suspect 
uh, August announcement and probably September availability for the iPhone. These are just guesses. And I would suspect October announcement for October availability of the iPad. Now, the iPad, I would definitely, definitely wait for, no matter what, because it's going to be different. I think it will be slimmer. I think it'll look a little bit more like an iPad mini. I think it will have the same size physical screen, but I think the whole device will be smaller. So I think there'll be real advantages to waiting for the iPad. Yeah? Yeah, okay. Well, that sounds good. The the iPhone, though, my guess is that the iPhone 5S, which will be the one that they'll announce this year, will be very, very similar to the iPhone 5. And, you know, it, it may be slightly different. The screen may be whatever. Who knows? But ostensibly, it will be very similar. Now, do you... Uh, what have you got now, an iPhone 4S, did you say? 4S, yeah. Well, it's a big leap. I mean, going from the 4S to the 5 is a big leap on its own. But the 4S is only... Um, well, it's only a year and a half old. So, yeah, I mean, it might, are you going to buy them outright or buy it on a plan? Uh, on plan. Yeah, well, hmm, if you're going to buy on a plan, you'll be able to screw a really good bargain out of out of one of the telcos come July, August, because they'll be wanting to sign people up and get rid of all the iPhone 5s that they've got. So if you accept that the iPhone 5 is a radical improvement on the 4S because it's thinner and lighter and it's got the bigger screen, then you're getting an advantage. So I would I would get a great deal on the iPhone 5, and I would then save a bit of money, and then I'd get the the new iPad when it comes out. Okay, well, that's what I'll do. When do you think the new iPhone, well, whatever's after the 5S, hmm. when do you think that will be out? A year later. Uh, all right, okay. I mean, it's, it, apart from the fact that their cycle slightly changes now and then, you know, the iPads used to be in March, but they're now going to be end of the year, and iPhones used to be kind of July, and now they're looking at sort of kind of first quarter of the financial year. I think we can pretty much rely the next year or so. It's going to be, you know, August, September phone, October, November iPads, and March software. Okay, excellent. All right, mate. Thank you very much, Good luck, mate. Good luck, and thanks for getting in touch. Cheers. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com, or phone me up on 1-800-157-157. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you very much for listening. Now, um, I talked recently about uh, Apple's new operating system coming later this year, and I wanted to give you a little update. Little update. Now, I published a, a very detailed uh, overview of iOS 7, which is what it's called. It'll be out in September. And if you want to go to the website, EFTM, everything for the man, EFTM.com.au, uh, check out heaps of screenshots and my thoughts on a lot of it there. <clears throat> really interesting. Um, they've done a lot of work here. This is very radically different. But if you want to see what's coming, it's worth having a look. I love the fact that at a glance I can just tap the screen, slide it up, and I can turn on and off Wi-Fi, which makes a big difference to your battery life. For example, you can change the screen brightness really, really easy. There's a couple of things that are, that are going to put some app developers out of business. If you've ever used the spirit level on your iPhone, it now comes with one by default. So a couple of cool things worth checking out um, if you want to see the latest on Apple's new operating system, iOS 7. Check out eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. YourTechLife.com, right across the country. You can call 1-800-157-157 or you can go to the website, YourTechLife.com. Let's go back to the phones. G'day, Ben. Uh, g'day, Trevor. What can How I do for you, you, mate? I'm excellent. Yeah, I wonder if you can help me. Sure, what's up? 
Um, look, uh, I've got a problem with uh, Bluetooth uh, on the uh, on the car trying to connect the uh, mobile phone. Mm, what sort of car you got? Uh, I've got a uh, Corolla 2011. Mm-hmm. And what sort um, of phone? The phone's a uh, Samsung Galaxy Ace. Ace. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's not uh, the latest. But it's just the uh, the Ace. So probably I don't know a bit two or three years old. Yeah. But I only bought it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I had uh, prior to that I had an HTC phone, mm-hmm. which uh, I, I was able to connect all right to the um, uh, the, the car the Bluetooth. But mm-hmm. this one, um, uh, I, I just I just can't get it on. And the, the, the latest was um, uh, unable to connect to. Um, I think it had T one hundred eight or something like that. You know? mm. Now, just quickly, when you're doing this, um, I don't know the Corolla. Haven't haven't driven one for a while. But yeah. um, does the car become discoverable, and then you're trying to trying to connect via the phone, or is it the other way around? You're trying uh, to find the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. Um, Put the details into the car, mm-hmm. and then it gives you a uh, a code uh, to put in, mm-hmm. which uh, 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 is double O double A. A lot of times, it's uh, default double O double A, or one two three four. Very or, common, or one two three four. Yeah, but it comes up with double O double A. So let, let me ask you this: What are you doing? So when the car's searching for your phone, what are you doing on the phone um, to to try and get connected? Uh, you, you go to Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. And you put that on there, and mm-hmm. then it goes. Uh, you 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 make the phone um, uh, discoverable. Discover, yeah. You're ticking all the boxes here, Ben. You're ticking yeah. every box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, I, I put scan, mm-hmm. and the scans uh, it scans the phone all right, you know. But um, and then it comes. Like, there's a car media uh, underneath. I, I I press that, but nothing happens. There should be a pop up box. Saying that uh, put in this coach, isn't it? So uh, the 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 you've got the phone discoverable, and then you press a button on the car itself, and it finds the phone. Does it? No, uh, in the no, car? nothing. Um, the, the car, as I say, the, uh, the coach comes up prior to the. Uh, uh, making the uh, the phone discoverable. Yeah. I, I press that, and it, uh, it's, I think it comes up for about a minute and a half. Yeah. And uh, that, that's during that, that time on the phone. Do you get to see anything on the phone that represents the car? Uh, not the car. No, no. What's the uh, What's the uh, audio I, mode that you see? A couple of times it came up, hmm. uh, unable to uh, connect to. T one hundred eight, whatever, whatever it was. But uh, most of the times, I've I've tried so many times, nothing. And have you? You have, What have you tried? Have you spoken to Toyota or anyone about it? No, no, no I haven't. No, but I, to be... I was just going to ask you: Is yep. there anything else that I, I, I'd be able to do um, mm-hmm. to? Uh, to connect this phone. And the good news is that we know that the car works fine because you previously had your HTC phone connecting without a problem, didn't you? That's correct, yeah. Okay. All right. Look, I think there's two things you need to do. And the first one you need to do and the second one I can do. But the first thing is I do think maybe it's worth popping into Toyota and just mm-hmm. saying, hey, can you know, it's just the, pull the old, you know, just help me out, will you? Um, yeah. And they'll probably have someone, you know, the, the junior there that'll come and sit with you and see. And because then if they're pulling their hair out... Then I want you to come back to me, and then I'll talk to Samsung. But I just don't want to go to Samsung yet because I really want to make sure that the the process is being followed 100% at the car level. So it may be slightly different between those two phones. So if you could go to Toyota, your local dealer, in, in, in the next little bit, and just say, hey, yep. can you help me with this? 
And then um, if you stay there, I'll get all your details. And you can get back in touch with me and let me know how that goes. And then I'll go to Samsung on your behalf and say, hang on a minute, what's going on here? And uh, and we'll see which, which approach works, works for you, okay? All right, Trevor. Yeah. All right, good on you. Yeah, well, you yeah. stay there. Uh, yeah. I'll get all your details. But thanks for getting in touch, mate. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Good on you, and uh, you can get in touch as well. You can call 1-800-157-157 or go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Your Tech Life, my name's Trevor Long. You can uh, get in touch, go to the website, yourtechlife.com, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Let's go back to the calls. G'day, Liz. Hi, Trevor. How what are you? I, I'm excellent. What can I do for you? Um, I'm having trouble with Skype, Trevor. Mm. I used to be able to Skype my son in London um, about a month ago or yep. more, we used to be able to see each other on the screen. Yeah. And um, <coughs> since Skype um, asked me to upgrade, or oh, sorry, Messenger, um, that we used to message each other, yeah. they wanted us to, they said they no longer were in existence and we had to go with Skype. So I've done it through Skype, but now I can't even get um, the camera picture up to see my son, yet I can see people here in Australia. I can see my cousins over in Austria. Oh. But I can't get my son in London. Now, and so he's tried upgrading his to see hmm. if it made a difference. So let's go back just half a step. Uh, you used to use MSN Messenger. That's right. Okay. And you've since had to convert to Skype, and you are successfully making Skype calls with friends here in Australia. That's right. Yes, so we, and I'm able to message him, but I cannot. I can talk to him on Skype, but I can't see him. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so you're getting everything but video. Can he see you? No. Right. When you're talking to him, does your video appear but not come to him? Like can my you, video. Can you my see yourself? My, yeah. Picture of myself comes up on the screen and yep. flash it and goes straight off. Right. It's only on for about three seconds and it goes. Very interesting. And he has upgraded to the latest version as well, hasn't he? Yes, he said he did. He's got an Apple computer. Does that make a difference? Mine's a um, Toshiba. Well, if there's a version, it, this is the thing. It shouldn't matter with Skype what version you are. It's just, you know, it's just a connection. It really, really, really shouldn't matter. And the fact that you've done all that, that work. Now, does he have other people that he skypes? Um, I'm not. Yes, actually, he skyped somebody else here in Australia, mm. and um, they said they could see him. But I'm not sure whether that's before they upgraded. Yeah, you know what I think we need to do is we need to. There's a bit of trial and error here. Right. Um, because it sounds like your system's fantastic. I would say nothing nothing wrong at your end because, you, mm. you know, it works with everyone else. So I think the question we need to ask, if you don't mind, is ask your son when you're, you're messaging him, typing or talking to him, just say, can he call someone else and, and, and have a video conversation with them in Australia so that you can 100% confirm that it's literally just the two of you when you talk to each other that's right. having the okay. problem. Because if it's not... Then the next thing I would try is, is, is it an international thing? Uh, which shouldn't, again, shouldn't be a problem, but, you know, could he try from an internet cafe or a friend's computer and see whether that works? Um, mm-hmm. because then the last thing to do is, as we've, as we've already discussed, make sure that he's upgraded to the latest version. And, and when we get to that point, Liz, you and I, we can talk over the email, but we'll have to start talking about version numbers and all these kind of things to see where we're all at, and I can I can talk to Skype and find out. But I think the first thing to do is be rest assured that you, I don't think it's a problem with your system, but unfortunately, of course, 
um, you, you know, that doesn't help you because you, you want to see... Your, is you got, have you got grandkids? Is that what I it, have. I've yeah. got two little um, half-Japanese grandchildren Definitely. over there. Yep. And they're old three are? and six, and oh. I really miss seeing them. Yeah. They, they want to show me things, and yeah. they can't because they think I can see, but I can't see them. Oh, the poor And, and I only ever see them once every few years because I can't get away you oh, know, looking I, after I my can, mum. I can imagine, yeah. No, and they're a long way away. So they're, they're, the other thing to do, um, and this... You know, it depends how, how crazy things are for you, but, you know, if you want to give it a try, have you got a Gmail, a Google Mail account by any chance? Um, I did open a Google Mail. I bought myself one of those little Samsung 7-inch um, tablets, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, I've tried Skype on that. You know, it doesn't well, make any difference talking to thing. him. But here's the thing. Skype. I did open a Gmail account. So you can actually do video calls from Gmail to Gmail. Oh, can you? So, and you, oh, are, okay. you are you on Facebook? Yeah, you know I'm not you, on Facebook. Well, well, there's a couple of things there. You should get on Facebook because there's probably some beautiful photos of those children on Facebook. But, but secondly, so what I'm what I want you to do is is forget Skype for a minute. Think of Skype as an actual product, like a Holden car. And your Holden car is not working, so you're going to drive a Ford. And there's, you know, they do the same thing. They go from A to B, but with Gmail. When you're in Gmail, you can actually video chat someone. You can just press a little video camera next to their name and, and you know, start a video conversation. Okay. Thanks, so, Trevor. So I'll, that's probably the I'll best way to, to go. I'll him and ask him to set one up as well. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I hope that gives you some guidance. And I, I, you've got my email address, so you keep in touch if you if you can nail that problem, or certainly if you if you have success, I'd love to love to I'll hear. I'll let you know how I go. Hear that happy email that you've seen those great grandchildren again. Okay. Thank you, Trevor. Good on you, Liz. Thanks for getting in touch. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com, or you can call 1-800-157-157. And the program wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the good sponsors that uh, bring it to you each and every week, and they include Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies. And I want to tell you today about the Nuvi 42LM. This is a 4.3-inch screen on a GPS system you put in your car and maps of Australia and New Zealand are included plus lifetime map upgrades so whenever there's a new map you can get it you just plug it into your computer it'll download the latest map it's got lane assistance so if you drive into the city for the first time and you're coming up to the harbour bridge you don't know where to go or you're coming across the Westgate bridge whatever it is it'll actually tell you which lane to get in it's a big deal it puts the speed limit up on the screen as best it can, an accurate arrival time, easily find addresses and thousands of points of interest, and it speaks to you. It tells you your directions turn by turn as you go along. Um, so fantastic device, really simple, um, $150 recommended retail, 149 actually, um, and it's a great little unit. The um, 4.3-inch screen is fantastic. These are these are nice-sized screens and, and really good quality um, GPS systems. Great software, really easy to use. The Nuvi 42LM, you can check it out, and uh, plenty of other GPS systems, including fitness, cycling, golfing, whatever it is, uh, Garmin has you covered. Garmin.com.au Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading wherever you are across Australia, 1-800-157-157, or you can email me, go to the website, yourtechlife.com. doesn't matter where you are. Get in touch if you've got a problem, a question, or anything about technology, yourtechlife.com. Now, um, there is a lot of phone companies in this country. And, you know, normally, you know, we used to think of the big guys, Telstra, and then along came Optus with the Yes campaign many years ago. And really, it's a whole different ballgame these days. You don't even need to have an actual telco like Telstra and Optus, you could just use Skype. 
you could just use a, a VoIP service from your internet provider. And I come across these companies regularly, and I've got to say, some of them surprise me as to as to the size of them, the scale of them, and, and what they actually provide in this country. And one such company uh, is MyNetphone, and MyNetphone's boss Renee's on the line. G'day, Renee. G'day, Trevor. Mate, tell me, I mean, MyNetphone. How long has it been operating? Uh, we've actually been around for ten years now. It's a, and that would make you a dinosaur in the internet industry. Yeah, we we started when voice over the internet was just a fledgling sort of technology and we've mm. seen it all the way through that process. So what is voice over the internet? Because, you know, we talk about people might say to their friends, I've got VoIP or um, I use the internet for my phones and other people might go, what are you talking about? I've just got, you know, my copper line, I plug my phone in and off I go. Yeah, so VoIP is the ability to use your internet connection to communicate using voice. So it's just really software, uh, an application running on your PC or your, or your smartphone or your tablet. Mm-hmm. And it takes your voice and sends it to someone else somewhere else in the world, which is running a similar application, and you can have a conversation. And, and uh, one of the all that VoIP is. Well, there's two great um, benefits to, to VoIP, and, and one of them is, you know, the cost. Uh, and I think that's probably the most important thing. You, you actually can save a bucket load of money by moving mm-hmm. to VoIP. And the thing that everyday people at home need to understand is that businesses, big businesses around this country and around the world have pretty much all converted to VoIP. It's how they operate because they save so much money and there's benefits for big business because, and that's the other benefit, is you can make basically free calls between offices and things like that and people might be familiar with Skype and it's a great way to make a free call but what happens when you want to ring your mum or your brother or whoever it might be who've still got a landline phone? How does VoIP work? What actually is technically happening there? Are you, you still making an internet phone call? Yeah, in, in that case, it's, it's still using the internet for part of the call but then towards the end, you're, you're jumping onto the old system, the traditional system and you're using a phone number to be able to find your relative's home or place of work. Hmm. And you know the great way to demonstrate that tonight, Renee, is the very fact that we're doing it right now. I've called your mobile number and I'm using Skype. Um, on, on my studio system, I'm using Skype. So I'm talking to you via my internet connection and then my 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 voice is travelling as, as an internet data packet through the internet and then at some point near you and at an exchange and then, in, and then a mobile phone tower, you're just getting it as a phone call. And this is... What people don't even understand, you wouldn't know that people are having VoIP calls with you, would you? That's right. There's no way to tell. Now, here's the biggest stumbling block, I reckon, for people switching over. Now, the phone number. I mean, it's all well and good to say, let's change to VoIP, but a lot of people have been in their same home and had the same phone number for a very long time. Now, I know that with a mobile phone, I can take my mobile number from carrier to carrier to carrier, and I've done it so many times I'll never need another phone number. I've, I've had the same number for many years, and I want to keep it that way. How does that work for people that want to have a landline number but want to use VoIP? Yeah, so the good news is you can actually still do that. There's a process called local number portability, which lets you take your local number and port it to another carrier. Well, what are the restrictions on that? Because local numbers are are location-based. So my mum, for example, runs a pub up near, near Tamworth and the, the, the prefix, the first four digits of her number are 6777, so 026777. If she ports that number, I mean, how does it operate? If she moves to Queensland, can she keep the same number? Yeah, absolutely, she can. And the Australian government's making it easier to do that now because the old way numbers were allocated is that prefix told the carriers what town the person lived in. But now that we're handing that call over the internet, 
you can get an internet connection anywhere in the world. So as long as you can plug into the internet, you can receive calls on that number no matter where you are. And what facilitated that big shift in, in portability? Because because numbers were location-based, and I know that was because of the actual physical exchange, but there was also an identification for it. There was also, you knew when you were dialing STD in the old days. Is it because these days really local and interstate are the same in terms of cost for most carriers? It's definitely getting that way. And, and these days with mobile cap plans, you get a bunch of minutes which you can use to anywhere in Australia mm. and with VoIP plans as well. You know, generally when you buy a VoIP plan from your ISP or a VoIP provider, you, you get a bucket of minutes or a bucket of calls and yeah. you can make those anytime to anywhere. How how does it work for if I've, let's use my mum's example again, she's ported her number to VoIP and she's moved to Perth, uh, but she's still got this 026777 number. Um, if I've got on my, or, or let's say her mum, my my dear old Nana, she's got a really simple Telstra plan which gives her you know local calls at a certain rate and interstate calls at another rate. How does Telstra know what to charge her? So Telstra will still use the original prefix, that original first five digits of the number to work out the billing. Oh. So if she's got a Tamworth number, Telstra will still think she's in Tamworth, even though she might be in Perth one day or Sydney the next. It doesn't matter. From their perspective... They're still delivering the call to Tamworth because they see those first five digits. So that's really right. the key to it. So and, people, and the, people running businesses around the country, if they wanted to do this, and the same applies to to family and everyday people, you you could you could choose a number based on where you receive most of your calls from. So when I set up a VoIP, can I choose to get a new number? Yeah, absolutely. You can get and you can get multiple numbers to the one phone. So if your nana lives in Sydney, you can buy a Sydney number so she can call you for a local call in Sydney whenever oh, she wants. Wait a minute. This is getting... This is There's so many avenues here. So you save money because you're using the internet for the calls, and then you can save other people money by getting uh, like a Perth... Like if, you've, if you live in Wagga and you've got lots of relatives in, in Sydney and lots of relatives in Perth, you can get a Perth number and a Sydney number that both dial to your home... And yep. your friends and family are dialing a local number to get you. That's right, because that last bit is going over the internet to Wagga and it's not costing anyone anything. It's unbelievable. And obviously, now, you know, you've been around for 10 years, so you're highly su- successful, and, and we don't have to go into it now, but you provide a lot of the backbone for these kind of services for a lot of other companies, don't you? That's right. We've built our own network over those 10 years. So we're one of seven providers that provides the basic infrastructure for phone calls in Australia. So wow. it's, it's pretty cool. And so the average person listening to this that's paying, you know, a fair amount of money for their calls and for the for whatnot, I mean, I, I was just on your website and I noticed, you know, costs and whatnot. There's very cheap plans, you know, talking 10 bucks a month and you've got 200 included local calls and, you know, mobile calls from 20 cents a minute. You can literally have a really simple, cheap plan and it can all come to your computer or you can buy a handset and just have a normal phone in your house. That's right. You can use your normal handset. We give you a little box that you plug into your internet, plug your handset into that, you can bring your phone number over to us. It takes about three days, and you're all set up. People think I got to. I bet you anyway. People listening to this thinking that Trevor's just being a gibber here, making all this. I Fairingham didn't know half of what you've just told me, Renee, and uh, that's either a really sad indictment on me, or um, it means that we've got a long way to go before we educate the public on this. And it's a great story, and it's fantastic to know that we can we can save people money. And there's great ways that you can you can look at your telecommunications in your home because people are dropping the landline for, for the cost reason, but you don't have to drop your landline. You can just maybe drop the physical landline and keep a landline number 
and and keep that communication happening in your home. It's a fantastic idea. That's right. If you move to things like naked DSL or cable internet or 3G internet, you don't need to keep that, that line with that monthly rental sitting around. Just bring your number to VoIP, and as long as you've got internet access, you can make and receive calls like normal. All right, my net phone is your website. My net phone with a with an F for phone. dot um, com. dot au. Lots of information there, and uh, people can obviously choose plans and whatnot there. But uh, it's a great Aussie uh, company story, and uh, that's one of the best parts about it for me. And uh, good on you, mate. Congratulations on, on where you're going with it, and uh, and I hope that it continues to grow and, and people signing up by the day, as I'm sure they are. Thanks very much, Trevor. Thanks, Renee. And uh, if you want more information, mynetphone.com.au. And if you want to get in touch with me, go to the website, yourtechlife.com, or call 1-800-157-157. Hey, you know those little, um, they call them thumb drives, the little USB things you put in your computer and you can put files and photos and whatever it is on, and they're very easy to carry around with you. I think they call them thumb drives because they're essentially the size of your thumb. I got one of these today from a company called SanDisk, S-A-N-D-I-S-K, very um, well-renowned company in this in this space in terms of storage and, and data. Uh, SanDisk Cruiser Force, it's called. It's actually no wider, no taller than an actual USB port. So when you put it into the USB port of your laptop or wherever it is, there's there's no part that that's wider than the USB port. So it just sticks out about a centimeter and a half. So the whole thing's like two and a half, maybe three centimetres. It's beautiful brushed metal. It's got a little hole for your key ring. I just think it's a fantastic little unit. And here's the great thing. When you receive these things, and I get to look at them and review them, I think, oh, how much is this going to cost? Eight gigabytes of storage. And that's lots of your photos kept there or documents travelled around to keep it on your key ring. $11.50 for an eight gig key, uh, USB key. Uh, 32 gig is $35. You can get them at the good guys, Maya, Bingley, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi. It's a great little unit. Um, uh, it's a very simple product, and you can uh, check it out. I'll put some pictures up at eftm.com.au. And you're listening to Your Tech Life, yourtechlife.com, the place to go to get in touch right across Australia, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Let's go back to calls. G'day, Graham. Yes, g'day, Trevor. What can um, I do for you, buddy? Well, my problem is I've... Um I've had a little problem uh, copying picture files to DVDs. Um, I've read somewhere that if you want to archive um, files, hmm. um, it's best to put them on a DVD rather than a, a CD. And uh, I can copy picture files to a VCD and make it a VCD. Hmm. When I play it back on a um, uh, PBR and hmm. look at it on a LCD TV, yep. um, you know, the aspect is is correct. Mm-hmm. But when I do it on a DVD and I play it back on the TV, uh, the aspect is wrong. Mm-hmm. It all looks uh, all squashed in. And in other words, a landscape isn't three by four. It's sort of like four by four, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. They squash it out. It stretches out to fill the, fill the screen. I now, it, it stretches out and tries to fill the screen. Uh, no, no, just the opposite. No, on the VCD, it fills the screen. Mm. In a you know like six by four or yep. four by three or whatever format, but when I do it on a DVD, no, it's um, it stretches out up yep. and down, yep. but the sides won't go out. So, so the question, well, that that's sometimes a good thing, but let's go back to the the heart of the the, the problem here. You're doing this because uh-huh. you want to archive your photos, yeah? You're not doing this because you want to look at them on your TV. No, no. Well, it's a combination of both, actually. Right. Well, look, um, the, the, it, the, it, it, it's a fact of. Uh, 
See, I didn't make them into like slideshows. I no. just, um, I just uh, put them on as individual files, mm. and then I can look at them as individual files on the TV. Well, or, I'm gonna. I'm going to break it down into two parts for you. The first thing is um, archiving. Now, to archive your photos, um, honestly, mm-hmm. the best way is not onto any physical disc like that. Um, the uh, best way to archive your photos, well, there's two ways. One is on the internet, in the cloud, as they say. So you actually right, upload okay. them to, yep. to Google, and then yep. they're there forever. You can look at them from any um, any computer in the world, and all that kind of stuff. But the but yep. the simplest way is to get a portable hard drive and actually then yeah, plug I've got, that in. I've got, I've got one of those, and I've done that. That's definitely the best way to archive your photos. So let's just uh, right, let's, okay. let's just put that aside. That's definitely your archive done. For viewing your photos on um, on your TV or whatever it might be, the best mm-hmm. way is actually not to. What what software are you using to try and put them onto your DVD? Um, well, I've tried two things. I've tried Nero. Yep. And also um, just the burner that comes with and, Windows. And when you're using <laughs> Nero, when you're using Nero, no. are you just using the you know copy file style thing, or is there some sort of DVD creator that it's make that it's helping you with? Yeah, yeah. There's a DVD creator. You can select either DVD or CD. Yeah. So if well, you select what you DVD. want, you actually want, and you didn't. You mentioned not wanting a slideshow, but really, if you want to view the things on your on your TV. And you uh-huh. want it want it for prosperity. You do need a slideshow maker. You want to actually make a physical DVD that has chapters and all those things because it might work. Yeah. What you're doing now might work on the current TV, but it won't work yeah. on the next one or the next one after that. So my uh, advice, yeah, Graham, is to is to stick with your hard drive for the backup and the archiving, and to find yeah. a really nice slideshow program that will actually help you create beautiful DVDs of your photos yeah. um, okay. as you want. Right. Yeah. Well, all the right? thing I'm using, like the version of Nero, is fairly old, so. Yeah. Um, there, there is probably later model things well, that I could try. Well, there you go. That's yeah. probably the best thing to do is get the new version of Nero because you're right. It will have a much better. Um, it will have a much yeah. better version. All right, Graham. Good luck with that, and uh, and, and I hope much, it goes Trevor. well for you, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. No worries. Okay. And you can get in touch too. You just go to the website yourtechlife.com or you call one eight hundred one five seven one five seven. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Well, that's another hour in the can. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, wherever you are, right across Australia, do tell your friends. Uh, they can go to the website, yourtechlife.com, to catch up. If they missed anything, if you missed anything, you can do the same. Uh, you can contact me. Just go to the website, yourtechlife.com, send me an email, or give us a call, 1-800-157-157. If you love reading about all things technology, do go to the website, uh, eftm.com.au. That's where I write and uh, gibber about all things technology. Some great things there, including a very cool car. I've been driving recently, the Ford Cougar. Uh, Vodafone have enabled HD quality voice. So if you're getting these amazing quality phone calls of late and you're wondering why, and you're on Vodafone, that's probably why. Uh, that full review of the um, new iPhone operating system, um, some some great new digital radios, but that really only applies to the capital city folks listening. Um, but anyway, it's all there at eftm.com.au. Uh, get in touch. You can follow me on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, go to twitter.com. Sign up and then go to twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long. Say day, follow me. And uh, when you do follow me, make sure you say why. Make sure you say you're a listener and let me know. It's great to talk to you, uh, whether it's here on the show, whether it's on the internet, via Twitter, wherever it is. Uh, it's great to get in touch. So you can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. And of course, as I say, you can go to the website, yourtechlife.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading wherever you are right across Australia. 1-800-157-157. Ciao.